This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. This podcast, when it comes out, will be the very first podcast of December. December, the month of holidays and celebrations and gifts and giving and family and stress and finances and obligations, all the things, right? So I wanted to start this month with a really special show. And it's special to me because I've invited a guest onto this show. And I invited her because I think she's a great kickoff to the season of giving. And I say that because she is inspirational. She has amazing energy. She is a breast cancer survivor. She's a single mom. She's an entrepreneur. She gives back to the community, to the kids. She's just amazing. Her name is Terry Brooks. And I actually came across Terry on Instagram. It was a couple of years ago. And I was just kind of scrolling through Instagram. And I saw this beautiful picture, this picture of this lovely woman. And the woman was actually Terry's mom. And her mom had passed and she had posted something about how much her mom meant to her and how much her mom's energy was missed. And I Oftentimes, I don't comment on posts for people I don't know because I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to look like a creeper or something. But I was so compelled because her mom's picture was so beautiful, like this big, gorgeous smile. And she just like the energy jumped off the page. And I just felt compelled to leave a comment letting her know like, geez, this is the first time I've ever seen this woman. But just judging from the energy from that picture she is a woman who would want to see happiness from all the people she loved, right? It was just, she was so powerful. And Terry responded to me. And from that point on, we followed each other. We kind of commented on each other. And we've said, we need to get together. And then it turns out she doesn't live that far from me. COVID happened and, you know, meeting face-to-face never came about. But this is as close as it gets to -to face-to-face. So we actually met on Zoom We recorded a podcast, and I want to share this very special woman with you and her amazing journey because she is an incredible inspiration, and she's very focused on giving back to the world. And I know that giving back is something that is written on the hearts of a lot of you after getting out of breast cancer treatment. I know that once we go through that process of getting our feet back on the ground and healing and figuring out what the heck we just went through, that a lot of times there's this compulsion, there's this feeling, there's this need, there's this universe giving you a little shove and saying, follow your heart, do this special thing. And it can be a lot. It can be overwhelming. You know, how do I volunteer? How do I start this thing? For me, how do I start this business? How do I get my message out to other survivors and support them? And so I love what Terry has done because, you know, we really, I think, give back in ways that we want to help other people feel better because we suffered so much through them. 
And she will share with you in this interview information about what she went through with her mom and supporting her mom, who she loved dearly, what she went through herself and some of the experiences she had with breast cancer and what life was throwing at her during breast cancer and why it's so important to her to give back to the world and to her community, not only to women who are struggling through breast cancer and struggling financially through breast cancer treatment, but also what speaks to her heart is giving to children who are dealing with cancer and whose families are dealing with a child who has cancer. So I'm so excited to have the opportunity to share Terry Brooks with you, and I hope you enjoy this show. Terry, welcome to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach Podcast. I am so happy to have you here today. Finally meet you face-to-face. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So I shared in the intro in the, a little bit about you in the bio, and we actually met. I saw you on Instagram. Do you remember that? Yes, I, I do. I, I do. saw a picture of your mom. And it was such a beautiful picture. And you were talking about how much you missed your mom. And uh, her energy just jumped off the page, as does yours. And that was the first time I reached out and commented. And then we've just kind of kept connecting. I mean, that's been a couple of years now, right? Wow. You know what? This is the first time you've shared that story with me. Yeah. yeah. That's super touching. It, it is because she was an amazing woman. And I do all what I do because of her, because that's who she was, just giving, loving, and always assisting people. So that's very interesting. Yeah, she just, um, I remember seeing that picture and thinking, she's just so beautiful. I think that you embody that you are the apple who has not fallen far from the tree when it comes to your beautiful energy. And it just jumps right off the page. So I'm happy to get to have you here on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's, um, it's truly a blessing and an honor and a joy to be here with you finally. So I'm all touched now when you said my mom, she was everything. So wow, what a way to start this off. Oh, good. Well, let's talk a little more about you. So you were diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. And that was when? That was back in 2015, March of 2015. Okay. Um, Back in December of 2014, actually started seeing a lump. It was protruding out. Um, Prior to that, I felt something, but I just kind of thought it was tied to nursing my last daughter because I nursed all three. Okay. So a lot of times, you know, some of the um, ducts back up. Sure. So I just kind of assumed it was that. I remember sharing it with my sister saying, oh my gosh, I wonder if this is breast cancer. It was crazy how that even came out of my mouth. And she's like, oh no, it's probably not. But we were always so paranoid because my mother had been diagnosed with breast cancer back in 2000. Okay. So we were always going to you know the doctors and doing our self examination. So when I started seeing the lump protruding, I said, mm, that looks different. That feels different. Yeah. And sure enough, I said, okay, let me go. It was actually my time for my mammogram. And I went for my mammogram and they didn't find anything. They said, there's nothing, nothing. Fascinating, said, isn't it? Yeah. I said, but there's a lump protruding out and it's crazy because the mammogram showed all of these precalcifications. Yeah. So they said, well, because you feel something, you say it's something, we have to have you come back. They did a second mammogram. We don't see anything, but it was covered with all of these white dots. I thought, wow, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And someone said, you know what? 
you should go to the Corona Imaging Center and they're top notch. I did, they did an ultrasound mammogram. They're the ones who found it. Is that right? They did. Yes, they did. I know. Thank I know. God you're your own advocate, you know, and just keep moving forward with that. Yeah. And yeah. especially you see a lump protruding. Seriously, you're going to tell me there's nothing there when I can see it? I can That's see it. Crazy. And it's so crazy because I was diagnosed with ductal carcinoma in situ. So as I start researching about what I was diagnosed with, and then actually going out to speak about it, I needed to know more about it. That's what it is. It's pre-calcification mm-hmm. that is in its, you know, the ductal walls. And there's a whole story about, you know, it's behind the ductal walls, you know, this and that. So it was kind of mind-boggling how the technicians didn't know that those pre-calcification is tied to breast cancer. Right. That's, I don't know. I don't know. We, we think that, you know, there's so much more institutional knowledge than what there is once we actually get into a medical situation. Right. And we find ourselves going through all these diagnostics and saying, didn't you know this? Why don't you know this? (laughs) Right. Why don't you know? So that's my biggest thing going out to speak besides telling my journey is really educating women. And I always tell women, you know, if you're suffering from diabetes and heart conditions, whatever it is that your ailments may be or illnesses, please be your own advocate. Please be your own advocate because it's so important because there's so much that can be left behind. Mm-hmm. And by the time they find something, it can, almost, I was 3B. So, and to me, I just said, you know what? My faith is in God. He has it. He's going to take care of me. Whatever we need to do, let's just get going. Let's move forward with different tests and so mm-hmm. forth. And it's kind of how we started. Yeah. Thank God. And so in your journey, after you discovered and you had your diagnosis and you went through not only having breast cancer, but going through a divorce at the same time. Yes, I did with three small children. How old were your kids at the time? At the time, my um, oldest, she was, because they're all two years apart. So my little one was graduating from kinder. So she was five. My second oldest was seven and my oldest was nine. Yeah. So So, how did you manage that? How did you approach managing all of that and still be able to practice taking care of yourself? You know what? It's, I always say it's by the grace of God. He's given me some sort of energy that I'm just unaware of. (laughs) So I'm thankful that I have this energy because after my daughter's graduation, because they, my blood was low. So they had to try to figure out my blood, my sugar was low. So I went right from the graduation to the doctor's office to get an EKG to figure out what was going on from there, right to the hospital. My surgery was scheduled for the next day. So I had to have a blood blood transfusion the night before, and then the surgery to take out the cancer. So I just said, you know what, this is my journey. This is what has happened, you know, let's go. I didn't want my girls to really feel the brunt of it and what I was going through. So when they were at school, I would set up all my appointments. I never missed a field trip. If I missed one, it was because I sent my daughter to try to be independent on the sixth grade trip, but I attended all of their field trips with drains hanging. I remember going to Catalina. I had just started the reconstruction. It was one of my surgeries. And the principal said, are you going on the field trip? I said, absolutely. She goes, are you serious? I said, absolutely. I just got off the hospital. And I did. The kids grabbed my bags. I was there for four days. I was never going to miss anything they did. Sports, cheer, it didn't matter. So I just said, I got this. We can do this. 
and they've been amazing on this journey because there's times they had to comb my hair, help me put on my clothing because sometimes I couldn't lift my arms. I mean, I know your journey is different, but Well, I, and I want to talk about that a little bit about being there and being present for your kids, because, you know, I think there's a little bit of a difference between when survivors tell themselves they have to do something because it's expected of them, even though they're not feeling Mm -hmm. up to it versus I want to do this. And I enjoy it so much that it actually becomes a part of the healing process. Yeah. Will Will you speak to that? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I enjoy my daughters. I always say they're my best friends and we do everything together. So I was the head cheer mom. So I was also very involved with my oldest. She was playing soccer and I'm talking about a crazy schedule. Like it was nonstop. And I think because it was nonstop, it kept me going. It kept me excited. It kept me in tune to what they were doing. And now that they're older, and I say this to all moms, whether you're single or not, and you're going through breast cancer in this journey, don't give up. Don't sit in the house and sulk. Your kids are watching. So now, and I'll get all emotional as my kids are older and my daughter's going to go to college. I'm so excited Um, for you. What an exciting time. An exciting time for them to soar and be principal honors role, honors role going through the journey because it wasn't just going through breast cancer and the divorce. We had to move out of our home we had to live with other people. There were times when we would get kicked out of places because people, you know, didn't want to really be bothered with us. And we weren't barely there because we were, you know, cheer, soccer, school. But so it's been a journey and they still survive being excellent students, but being tuned in with them and knowing that, you know what, it doesn't matter what I'm going through. You're my number one priority. So when my daughter wrote her letter for college, she goes, hey, can you proofread it? I said, absolutely. And then a week later, I said, you know, I'm going to sit while I pick up the other sister to proofread this letter. By the time I get to the second page, she's talking about how strong I am and how I survived and I never miss any. I'm bawling, crying like this is what I represent to her, that yeah. the strength that I have and that she can do anything and that she wants to be an attorney to help kids so they don't go through the court systems like she and her sisters. And that they don't have to be without. So she's so passionate about that. Yeah. So I want to go back to that comment because it's not that it doesn't matter what you're going through. It matters 100% what you went through and how you managed what you went through and the impact that that had. And you did it in such a way to have a life-changing positive impact on these young women that you're raising. And I can't shake them. Like they want to do everything with me. And, <laughs> and I love it because my daughter's a cheerleader and it's an amazing world to be a part of the cheer world, even the soccer world. But if I say, okay, I'm going to go to a basketball game. Like they're like, we're going with you. So the joy of having them by my side, we laugh, we joke, we have great times, but the, our journey is real. They remember every little thing about our journey that they can go out and speak about what we've been through, what my mom has been through that she never gave up. And then I had to speak at my mother's services when she passed. And my daughter wrote another letter um, in school about that, how the strength, she, she named it, entitled it, In My Mother's Shoes. And her teacher gave it to me one day and I, she doesn't know I have this letter. So I said, once she graduates and we celebrate her, I'm going to share with her. And I've been holding on to this letter since she was a ninth grade freshman in high school. But that letter was so touching. She was just saying my strength and how you help people even when you're down and it just, because you don't see it when you're going through something. I just don't. I personally don't. 
My mother was a giver. My grandpa was. They've always helped everybody. So I just think they've given me the baton. It's my turn to go out and help women and children. But my daughters see it in a different light. So when they write about it, then I say, oh, is that what I'm doing? I don't see it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're just being you. You're being your authentic self. But that's the impact that you're having on the world by being you. You Thank know, you. and Thank yeah. You. And as you said earlier, it's like you cancer was a part of life, but you yeah. have so much more life than just cancer. And Absolutely. even though many of the things you went through during that time and after are incredibly challenging and difficult, you still took it and you made it into something else more powerful to give back to the world. And I want to talk about that. Yeah. So you've Absolutely. talked about how important your children are, and you've talked about the struggles you went through financially while dealing with breast cancer and shortly after, but what did that lead you to? Tell me what you created. I created a wonderful foundation named after my three daughters. So these names are unique. They're Ajalon, Milan, and Elon. So all three end in L-O-N, Lon. Mm-hmm. So I decided to create a foundation to represent them because they've always been amazing daughters, always. So it's the world of Lonsville. I love it. So when I decided to name that, I said, this is going to be where my daughters can do anything they set their minds to in this world while giving back along their own personal journey. So we're not just designed to help out in the United States. Our goal is to go beyond that and reach other countries to make a difference, you know, giving where we do for breast cancer. We do our breast cancer boxes named after my beautiful mother. So it's Betty Lou's fight with no fear cancer boxes that we give out to women. We did Christmas. We did Christmas extravaganzas named after my mother. So we went out and it wasn't just women for breast cancer. My mother battled a lot of different ailments. And I said, okay, I'm gonna write down every ailment because I took her to all her doctor's appointments. And every element ended up seven of them. I said, oh my gosh, she was going through all of this. So I made sure we gave a box to a woman who had diabetes or heart condition, breast cancer. And yeah. so then um, someone brought me this beautiful little boy in Utah, Daxton, who's one year old, one, he's one, and he's battling um, a rare cancer. And I started thinking I wanted to do something for children because I've always kind of been in that ministry. I've coached, I've always been with my daughter with children. And then I said, you know what? Kicking cancer for kids. We're going to do these back. And so it took me since last year um, to come up with the silhouette. Someone said, why don't we just take your picture? I'll draw the silhouette. She did that. We did the box, my world of Lonsville logo. And so now we're distributing um, bags throughout the United States to go to different hospitals, which is amazing because now a PR team wants to do a whole story of me and a little boy who I met his dad who battled a rare cancer wasn't supposed to be here. He's nine. He's still here. So we're going to do a story where he takes my bags and goes back to give to the kids here in Loma Linda. Oh, I love it. I love it. And you know, I just love it. When we go through this experience of cancer, I mean, it has an impact that I believe you have to go through it to understand the level that it impacts us at. And I think the the beautiful thing is when we come out of that experience and there's something on our heart that says, okay, I'm feeling this on my heart. This has to be a part of my life and a part of what I give back to this world. And sometimes I, you know, we look at breast cancer and 
you know, it's got some hard stuff. We go through some difficult treatments. We go through a lot of psychological things and emotional things. And yet we can find a gift in it yes. if we look for it, right? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Gift you are just giving back to the world now. And I love it. And I think it's just amazing because if you had never had breast cancer, this foundation probably would not exist, right? That's what I said. I always say God has a purpose. And when I was diagnosed, I said, okay, what can, because I didn't do chemotherapy. Uh When I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I told the radiologist, he said, we think it's breast cancer. You have to go through a biopsy. I said, okay let me know what I need to do. And they were looking at me. Did you just hear us? I said, Oh, I heard you. I said, my same God that always carries me through that I have faith in it's going to carry me through. And it was crazy because I had a date. So I said, I got to get back home. I have to just go through a divorce. Got a date. I, a date. So I, said, I got to go get ready for this date. Nothing's going to stop me today. And so he just cracked up. I remember a year later, he said, I just had to come back and see you was going for my mammogram. He said, when she comes in, please tell me. And when he came in, I kind of looked at him like, wait a minute. He goes, no, everything's fine. He goes, but I've never had anybody with that response. So I just had to hug you because I know it's been a journey, but you were so worried about that date versus what we just told you. And you know, it's such, it's a beautiful example of what we get to choose what we want to think. And we get to choose where we're going to direct our energy in our life. And it certainly doesn't mean we live in denial or we don't do the things we need to do, but we can still choose to have a happy, joyful, fulfilling life while we're managing crappy things. Yeah, because there are things they don't tell you there. I was diagnosed with being watched for lupus. Then I had inflammation of the blood. I said, well, where did that come from? Nobody knew. Then I had two surgeries or two bouts of reconstruction where they had to replace the implants because I had breast um, implant illness where my body was rejecting the first implants. So I could barely walk. I mean, even now they're like, oh, you have rheumatoid. Okay. Well, what is that? So then there's times I'm barely walking. So I have to go through therapy. And I just said, okay, I always tell the girls, here I come, here I come. When I have those days, why? I'm not going to sit and sulk and feel sorry for myself. Because there's sometimes I'm out here and I'll go by the lake to create and get ready for a show. And I see someone walking and barely walking. I'm like, oh yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I'm there with you. I'm, you know, you can appreciate when someone's walking slow versus being in a hurry all the time. And my yeah. mother walked slow and it wasn't because of her illnesses. I'm reminded that she always took everything in. She enjoyed and embraced life. We would, my sister and I would be walking fast and my dad and we're trying to get here and she would be behind us with the kids, just taking her time, enjoying herself. I said, you know what? That's what I want to do. I want to enjoy life and embrace it Love instead it. of missing the simple things and the small things. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And you're just so right. And we can get busy and we're managing everything. And we're just thinking of the next place we have to be and the next thing we have to take care of and missing everything along the way, which yes. is the only thing we have is what's right here right now. That's right. Because tomorrow is not promised. We don't know what's going to take place. We don't. Mm-hmm. You don't. don't. So. I always tell my girls, you enjoy every day. I drop them off to school and I say, you guys are mighty in the land. You're going to do great things today. And they just kind of turn back and look, <laughs> <laughs> look at me like, okay, it's my mom with all this energy. <laughs> so, but yes. So tell me more about these bags because it's December. It is the season of giving. We're all survivors understanding that experience. And, you know, and I've said, and I bet you can, this resonates with you. I have four kids and- 
I have said so many times, I would go through cancer 10 times over rather than see any one of my children go through cancer, right? I say that to them all the time. Yeah, because we know what we can handle, right? Yeah. One thing we don't want to handle is watching our children suffer. No, not at all. To be able to participate and give back, especially at this season and support not only the kids, but the families of those children by seeing the joy that your foundation brings to those kids, I think is really, really cool. So tell us a little more about that and how people can find out more and support you in giving back to these kids. Yes, absolutely. If you want to participate, we would love for you to participate and join us. We are doing a giving season for Christmas, of course, but this is a project that will continue on throughout the entire year. So it will never stop. I decided, you know what, this is a project that's close to my heart. And my daughter signed up for a club without me knowing for children's breast cancer or children's cancer awareness. So I thought, I said, you are? I said, well, do you know mom created this back? And she goes, you did? So I said, we're on the same page. So um, this is something, yes, for Christmas, absolutely. For the children who have to be in the hospitals for Christmas season, we did um, some of the bags with little Christmas trees so they can decorate their own little personal Christmas trees. There's coloring books in there. There's crayons. There's putty. There's where they can do their little handprint to make an ornament. So the bags will always change depending on our vendors and people that, you know, we reached out to to get certain toys because we want to make sure the kids are safe. That's number one. Because right. a lot of people said, oh, we can donate toys. And I've done that for kids who've lost their mothers to breast cancer. We would do an annual Christmas party. But with COVID, we kind of just said, we'll give it another year before we go back to that. Right. But because of these kids in the hospitals, um, we have to be really safe, making sure they're okay. So I pretty much, me and my executive director, Maria, we handle the toys in the packaging just to make sure, you know, everything's okay but we would love for people to join us, to partner with us. If you are a business or you're a family or you just support survivors or you even had a family member who's gone through that, please join us to bring joy and just excitement to these precious babies who have to be in the hospitals, you know, during Christmas season. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I can't wait. Actually, our goal is to get out, to travel to these different hospitals throughout the United States to take the bags. That's gonna be the joy. That's going to be the joy to walk in there with those bags and to see these little kids and to meet these kids. I can't wait. I can't wait. Absolutely, It's so cool. And I think that, you know, it's great that I wanted you to talk about that because there are a lot of foundations and a lot of good work happening, but oftentimes people can hold themselves back because they're not sure that what they're going to contribute is actually going to go to the cause that they want it to go to. Right. Yes. I love what you're doing. And It's very personal, but it's also something we know that if people get involved with you, these kids are going to be getting gift bags for the Christmas. And I know a lot of people do shy away from giving because they'll ask and they asked one of my girlfriends, they said, is this really real? And she knows, yeah, it's real because in what we're going to do, I just started rebuilding my, my website. So there's going to be a page right now, just the flyers up. And then we're going to put the bags itself up so they can see what's in the bag and the picture of the bag. But what I want to do and have my web designer create is a map of the United States. So every hospital we hit, then we'll put the little yellow ribbon there and then there'll be pictures so people can see. And then they can even call the hospitals. I mean, I'm going to put all information so they know that, yes, your donations, whatever you're contributing, like this is real. I And I've been there. 
when I was mm -hmm. going through breast cancer, I reached out to different organizations and I did not receive anything. Mm -hmm. So I get it. That's the mm -hmm. flip side of it. But everyone is not like that. So I really want to, you know, I don't know, put trust and yeah. hope in those who, because it's their heart or money. People yes. are working for this money. So I get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. But we will have a trail where people can see pictures and the kids who have been blessed and the hospitals and the actual facilities where we um, have gone to be able to be a blessing to these kids. So they can follow all of that as well. That's awesome. And I'm going to put a link yeah. to your website in the show notes, but that is the lion world of lionsville.com or dot org. Yeah. Okay. World yeah. of lions. And I know it's a, it's a long road. <laughs> long, so I would spell it out, but it's easier to put it in the link. So people will yeah. have it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk while we have a few more minutes, let's talk about your other aspect to your foundation, which again, and you know what? I love this. I think that I come across women all the time and say, I want to do something to give back after having gone through this experience, but I don't know what. And I always ask them like, what was most impactful for you when you went through it? Because what speaks to your heart oftentimes is the suffering we went through and overcame. So yeah. as a part of that foundation, as you mentioned, you have something to support women with breast cancer who may also be going through divorces or other kinds of things that have a financial impact on them. And that's yeah. something else that was near to your heart to support. So why don't you tell us a little about that? Yes, our cancer boxes, um, it's just a, a box of hope. And they are also often change as well. But they're a box that they open up. And so we're trying to redesign the box now, but it's op it opens up to a cross. So in there, there is a mug. We put in there um, devotionals to give hope and inspiration. There's bracelets in there, um, jail. There's all kinds of goodies in there. But it's just, for me, I decided to do this my mother's friend actually said oh you should do these boxes because when I was going through reconstruction I woke up and I'm not sure if you've gone through that yes, yes I have I felt like an elephant was on my chest so I couldn't lift up and I said what is going on this is different from when I had the cancer surgery but my roommate inspired me to do this box she had had cancer she had it removed she had no idea if they had removed her breast if they had gotten the cancer and I said are you kidding me? She was like, can you help me? I really don't have family. I have one person the doctor's talking to. So here I'm trying to get up so I can go over there and try to help her yeah. and to figure out, okay, well, what surgery did you have? She didn't even know. I said, how do you not know? They didn't communicate anything to her. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if maybe she was in shock. I don't have both sides of the story because it could have been, they right. could have communicated everything to her and she could have missed the boat. So sure. I want to go back for a second. That's key. When you are diagnosed, please take somebody with you. Yeah. I had two people. I had my friend, she's an attorney. And then I had my mentor because even though I was taking notes, sometimes it's so much that you can miss a lot of the information. Absolutely. So that could have been her story. So we were sitting down, we were going over. I had my nurse come in and we we're trying to um, figure out what was going on. But when she said that she didn't have family, she had one person, she was going to go back to her home. And pretty much she's going to be alone. So I thought, oh my gosh, that's horrible. I had my family coming in. I had friends, my mom, everyone's taking care of me. So I thought for women who do have to be alone, these boxes will inspire them. If they're in the hospital to receive some sort of gift to say, you're going to make it. You're going to be fine. There's a community, which is what we're trying to build the world of Lonsville to join our community. So if you have to go in the hospital, you have to go for chemotherapy, radiation. You don't have to go alone. There's someone with you and, you know, 
right along this journey. And that was the case too. When my mother, I said, told my mother, we're going to create something. I would take her to all of her appointments and she would always tell me I'm okay. My job was to go around to the other women to make sure their blankets were on them. If they needed donuts, they gave out donuts there <laughs> and then magazines. So it makes sure all these other women were comfortable because a lot of them were alone. They didn't have anybody to bring them. And I just can't imagine going through my journey alone. Right. I can't. I had a lot of support, but there are women that I hear when I go speak, they're in it by themselves. And that's the biggest thing for me, having the support team. And that's what the world of Lawnsville, we really want to provide a community that will surround someone to say, you're not alone on this journey. We're bringing you inspiration, hope, and encouragement that you too can make it. And my biggest theme is I always say with my vision and my mission, no woman left behind. I love it. That's awesome. How do you think that doing all of this continues to support your healing? When somebody has a smile, when somebody feels that I have somebody that understands, that gives me such joy that I, I can't even explain. I can't even put into words the joy it brings me to see how much someone is appreciative of what we're trying to do yeah. as a foundation and my, my daughters too. And they see it just, I guess they're so wonderful. I can't even put into words how amazing these girls are. And it's nobody but the grace of God because they're generous, they're loving, they're caring. And that's what we're trying to extend to other women that we're not going to leave you hanging. We're not going to leave you behind. Once you come to us, we want to make sure we're on that journey with you. That's awesome. We do. And that happiness heals, you know, it's healing for you. It's healing for it the is. women that, that receive that love. Like we know that love gives healing energy to people. And I think that's beautiful. Love conquers everything. And there's so many women when I go out and speak and they kind of look at me and they just have this look. And afterwards, they're, we were shocked that you said all what you've gone through and you're still there, you know, smiling. I said, because if I'm speaking to someone, if I can reach one person, that makes a difference for me. That brings me just, it just brings a whole different life to just everything I'm trying to do and just my journey. I mean, I have days where I'm like, I'm, you know, wake up, my feet are sore. Like, it's okay. You can make it. You can make it. Somebody else is going through something else worse than that. You know, don't baby yourself. But, you know, we go through our own personal journeys. We do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like we said in the beginning, I think that leads us to some of the gifts that we're inspired to give back to the world and what you're doing. You know, there are women who are survivors who I hear from, they're like, I want to do something, but they don't want to create an entire business or organization, but they still do want to support other survivors. So I think these are great opportunities for them. Yeah. yeah. So come on out. Before the pandemic, we did our first annual fitness fair. So we had, and it was in honor of my mother and we had, um, it was a team that came out to do makeup and it was massages and we had red carpet for them. We also had where they did yoga and aerobics and there was food there and was also where you can shop jewelry. So we were excited. And I went back to my home church where my mother was also, it was her home church as well. And we had it there. And then of course, pandemic changed a lot, but I do want to get back to that. So for women who want to help, they can come and volunteer and, you know, just be a part of a day of fun and love and excitement and joy. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And we'll yeah. give uh, the link to your website for all of that. And okay. then also if people want to follow you and find you and just indulge in your inspiration as I do. 
Where else can they find you? What's a good way for them to come across you? The world of Lonsville on Instagram. And then I have two. I don't know how this happened. T Brooks on Facebook, but then it's also world of Lonsville on uh, Facebook as well. And Twitter, let's see. I think it's world. I need to get better with this (laughs) world of Lonsville. And I still need to do Snapchat. My daughter's like, we're going to set up all of that. Yeah, I can. Hey, we can only do so much. (laughs) And it's so nice to see that other people have gone through that struggle, but have emerged and are able to just really enjoy life and continue to give back to the world after that. And I think that so many survivors need to know because I do, I see a lot of hopelessness out there, you know, yeah. A lot of women who, you know, on different Facebook groups I'll be in and they're just like, you know, very caught in the cycle of pain and I don't know, just physical pain, emotional pain, and the idea that nothing will change. And I think that, you know, one of the reasons I love having you on here is just to continue to put that message out that it can change and we can make choices to help it change. That's yeah. right. And we will keep doing that. Yes, we will. <laughs> we will. We will. We will together. We are going to make it through. <laughs> That's right. Thank yeah. you so much, Terry, for making the time. I know you're a crazy busy lady. And so oh, I'm definitely. so happy to have a chance to have you on the podcast. And again, I'll put all of the links in the show notes for this episode as well. So oh, great. Thank and you for having me. And I'm my so pleasure. excited to just be a part of what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job. Keep doing what you're doing and getting the word out there to bring hope. I love looking at your page and just seeing what you're doing. So thank you. you. All right. I'm so glad you joined me today and I hope you enjoyed learning more about the world of Lawnsville and all of the amazing work that Terry and her team are doing. You can find Terry's bio with even more amazing information about this woman in the show notes for this episode, which will be at thebreastcancerrecoverycoach.com forward slash 167. And in that, you will also find links to Terry's website, The World of Lawnsville, as well as her social media. I hope this inspires you to have an amazing holiday season. And if you're someone in need of support, help, inspiration, please go to theworldoflawnsville.org. Or if you know someone who you think needs help, support, and inspiration, send them there. Or if you're someone who wants to participate, definitely reach out through the website and have an amazing time supporting Terry in her work. All right, that is it for now. I will talk to you next week. And until then, please be good to yourself and expect other people to be good to you as well. Take care. Name the voices in your head. You've put your courage to the test. Laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before. Your heart is full and wanting more. Your future's at the door. Give it all you got. No hesitating. You've been waiting. This is your moment